Okay, good morning. Welcome to class. Uh, this is like seven out of the last eight days. I went from not teaching for like two or three weeks to this is a lot of teaching. And some of you guys have heard everything I've been teaching, so I'm sorry, Lucas and Brendan and Hallie and Bianca have been here for all of them, I think. You guys have been here for most of them, so sorry. Huh? You didn't even listen to it. You gotta give it. You gotta give it five stars. Yeah, it wasn't five star worthy in person. Listen to it again on the podcast. Maybe you were not paying close enough attention. I mean, if you leave comments, I guess I don't know. Oh, you can't hear your own voices on there. So, like, whenever I ask a question and then you guys answer, I try to repeat it because you can't get it on the audio if I don't repeat it. So, Yeah, now every once in a while I do call you guys out by name, like I just did when I started talking. And so you guys make the podcast by name, but not your voice. But I guess if you want to, make, if you want to be on the podcast, I can just walk over to you and let you ask your question in the microphone. Huh? Uh, that's dangerous. Our podcast could go downhill real fast if all of you guys had... Uh, your own microphones. So, anyways, so I apologize to those of you guys who have to listen to me uh, for the seventh time in the last eight days. So, uh, all right, we've talked about rules of Bible study. We've covered three. We're going to cover a fourth one today, or start it. What are the three that we have covered so far? Nate. Just joking. Nate doesn't know any of them. Maybe you do. Do you know what the rules of Bible study are? Do you know any of the rules of Bible study? You can maybe guess on the ones we've covered. First mention, yeah. That was one of them. What? Context, yes. That was the first one we talked about. There's one more. The one we talked about last week. The most recent one. No clue. What? Listen to the podcast. You could you could look at the podcast. I think it's yeah, probably the name of the podcast is the answer to the question. Yeah, order was the thing we talked about well before we talked about first mention. So it's not order. This is something else. So I called it order because it kind of encompasses a lot of things. God is a God of order. So he does things in order. First mention was one of the first things I talked about with order. But I think the last week's podcast is called, though. It has the name of what I'm talking about. Did you not see it? Divisions, yeah. Divisions. Whoops. That's not how you spell divisions. Close enough. Divisions. Okay. So I'm not going to recap all those. A lot of times I spend too much time recapping and then we run out of time to talk about the stuff that we're talking about now. So... Dispensations. Um, how many of you guys know what dispensation is or have heard of the word dispensations? You've heard of it. Anybody else heard of it? Elizabeth, you better have heard of it. All right. So dispensations, uh, we're not going to dive really deep into this. So in D2, there's a whole section on dispensations. They take a few weeks and cover it. Um, in HBI, there is a class called Dispensational Theology. And it's 16 weeks long, and I feel like they could probably do more than even than that. So there's a lot to talk about when it comes to dispensations. We're going to spend 
I'm hoping two weeks on it. I hope I hope we can get done in two weeks. Uh, that's the plan anyways. But uh, my point is there's a lot that we could talk about, and so I'm not going to answer all of your questions, but I think that... I think I can give you enough information that it will be helpful. Uh, it's going to be like high level, like just kind of an overview type of thing. So um, dispensations, it's one of the most important things to being able to understand the Bible um, at a high level. I mean, to be able to understand, we talked about divisions and kind of how the Bible is separated. We talked about like the law and the prophets and the kings and the... You know, the major prophets and the minor prophets, we talked about that last week, but uh, this really gives you a good indication, not just Old Testament, New Testament, but how the Bible is kind of put together. And so uh, each dispensation has four different uh, things, which I've marked up here. So there's a responsibility, there's a failure, there's a judgment, and there's a steward. And so dispensations, sometimes people will talk about them as being like periods of time. Uh, they're not exactly periods of time, although they do take place over a period of time. Uh, that'll make more sense as we get into it. But um, God is a God. He doesn't change, right? We always say, like, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, God God is the same. He, he doesn't change. But the way that he deals with mankind is different, right? I mean, the way he dealt with Adam and Eve is different than the way he deals with us. and is different than the way he dealt with David, right? Salvation is different. Uh, for those guys than it is for us uh, in the church age. So uh, while God doesn't really change, the way that he um, deals with man does change. And dispensations is like the way that God dispenses uh, his grace. So that's um, kind of a way to think about it. So dispensations is kind of like a fancy word, but just think about dispensing, like a, you know, like a drink dispenser or something like that. It's the way that God dispenses his uh, grace to mankind. So... Um, so just think about it in the terms of, so we think of, we talk about salvation, right? How do, how do we get saved today in the church age? What is, how do we get saved in, in 2023? Yes. So you put your faith in what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, you pray to accept Christ as your savior and you're saved and you can't lose your salvation, right? <clears throat> that is not how it always was. How would Adam and Eve have prayed to accept Jesus as their Savior? Jesus had not come to the earth yet, right? So they could not get saved in the same way. Uh, they also could lose their salvation. So that is different. So, <clears throat> um, so a lot of the dispensations, it deals with what, is, what does salvation look like? What does um, you know a relationship with God look like during those times? And so uh, the first one... Is called the Edenic or Innocence. So, Edenic is just a fancy way of saying it happened in Eden. So, um, what was the responsibility that God gave to man in the Garden of Eden? Who was in the Garden of Eden? Adam and Eve. What was the responsibility that they had? What was the command that God gave them? Huh? Take care of the garden. Okay. Uh, what were they not supposed to do? 
Don't eat the fruit. Their responsibility was don't eat the fruit. Yes, only one fruit was specific. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was their um, responsibility. What was their failure? How did they fail in their responsibility? They ate it. See, this isn't that complicated. Dispensation sounds fancy, but you guys know a lot of these answers. All right. What was the judgment for their failure? They were kicked out of the garden. That's one of them, kicked out of the garden. What else? They were no longer... Yes, they died. You can also say curse. They had the curse of having to die physically one day, the curse of uh, all the things, you know, working the ground, the women, difficulty in childbirth, all of those things. Yes, what, Bianca? So, I saw the slash curse, and so this is right by the slash. I just thought that you spelled curse with a K. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even see what you were talking about. But yes, I spelled, I spelled curse with a C. It's just a... Yeah, it's just a slash. Uh, okay, who was the steward? Uh, what, what does steward mean? Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I'm asking who the steward was? To take care of what you've been given. Yes, so whose job was it to take care of the responsibility of not eating the fruit? Adam. Adam, yes. We're going to go with Adam. Okay, it was Adam's job to fulfill the responsibility. Ultimately, Adam failed. Uh, Eve failed as well, but... Uh, the responsibility fell to Adam. So the judgment was that they were kicked out. Okay, so um, in each of these dispensations, there is, so the responsibility is like what they were supposed to do in order to, like, quote, be saved. So I'm going to use the term be saved, even though they weren't saved in the Old Testament. I mean, not in the way that we're saved. Uh, but that's just an easier way to think about it. So, like, how would somebody... How would Adam and Eve have ended up in heaven? How would Abraham have ended up in heaven? How would Noah have ended up in heaven? How would all these different people in the Old Testament, how would they have ended up in heaven? Like, what, what did they have to do in order to earn God's, uh, not earn God's grace, you can't earn God's grace, but how would they, ha- what would they have to do in order to, uh, you know, have eternal life or end up in heaven? So for them, they were supposed to eat, not eat of the fruit. They did eat of the fruit. That was their failure. The judgment was that they got kicked out. Uh, they died spiritually that day, but they also uh, would die later on physically because um, they were not destined to die originally. And uh, yeah, and they were cursed. So, <clears throat> um, so God is always dispensing His grace some way to mankind. Grace is just uh, like unmerited favor, meaning we we cannot earn God's grace. Right? God uh, doesn't. We don't even deserve for God to talk to us. Um, you know, we don't deserve to have a relationship with God. God desires to have a relationship with us. So he makes that possible in various different ways. With Adam and Eve, he physically like talked to them in the garden, right? That was the way that he, that he communicated with them. Um, and his desire was, Hey, just don't eat of this fruit and we can live in this environment forever, right? You guys have kids. They'll be perfect. We'll all just, you know, this is going to be great. We're going to live this way, right? God was dispensing his grace to Adam and Eve, um, by just stay in the garden, don't eat of this fruit, 
uh, and everything will be good. Uh, we also call it innocence because, uh, you know, when they were in the garden, they were like children. I mean, they, they, it's, the Bible says that they were naked and they were not ashamed, right? They didn't really recognize that sin even existed. So the knowledge of good and evil, when they ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they gained the knowledge of good and evil. They gained the fact, oh, there's there's wicked things out there. There's evil things. There's wrong things. Right Before it was just everything was fine. Like a, like a child, like a two-year-old kid doesn't really understand the concept of right and wrong. Now they know maybe if they do something they're not supposed to, uh, you know, they might get a little swat on the hand or something, but uh, they don't really wrap their mind around uh, oh, this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. They're innocent. Uh, but at a certain point, the child loses that innocence um, and they you know, start to understand right from wrong. <clears throat> and so Adam and Eve understood right from wrong when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes? I don't know. Well, because if there were peaches and mangoes, like, can't he just eat on that? Because peaches and mangoes are so good. I mean, whatever fruit you can imagine that we have now probably does not compare to what they had access to in the garden. It wasn't like God said, uh, there's only this crab apple tree and you got to eat this the rest of your life. It was everything you could eat. Yes, this question was posed by Lucas Larkham. Uh, yeah, so I don't know exactly what fruits they had, but it would have been the best of whatever fruit you can think of. The mangoes we have now and the peaches we have now would not have been are not nearly as good as what they would have had access to then, I would suppose. Um, okay. So, uh, so the other thing that I want to talk about, so God's dispensing His grace differently to everyone, but salvation now, what does is, what is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 say about how we're saved? For by grace are you saved, right? Through faith. Okay, so it's God's grace that allows us to even have access to Him, access to salvation, but uh, ultimately it requires our faith. Right? We have to put our faith in uh, the fact that Jesus came to the earth and died on the cross. We have to put our faith in the fact that He made the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice that we could not make. Uh, we have to put our faith in that. So Adam and Eve still, even though they didn't get saved like we get saved, they still had to have faith. Right? God said, don't eat of this fruit or of this tree, otherwise you're going to die. Okay, so trust God. If, if Adam and Eve would have trusted God's word more than they trusted what the serpent was telling them, then their faith would have been would have kept them uh, from falling, kept them from uh, eating of the tree. So salvation is still always uh, by God's grace through faith, regardless of what. I mean, the faith looks different. Uh, they're putting their trust in different things than we put our trust in, but it's always grace through faith. All right, so the second dispensation, Adam gets two. Conscience. I think that's right. Uh, Adamic slash conscience. Okay, so uh, after they fell, so when they fell, when they ate of the tree, that ended that time period. Um, So, like, no longer could you be saved through believing God's word about not eating the fruit, right? God God kicked him out of the garden and he put a he put a cherubim outside the or a cherub, I guess, outside of the Garden of Eden uh to keep people from coming back in. They're, they they no longer had access to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They no longer had access to the tree of life. They had no longer had access to anything in the garden. 
And even if they did, they already ate of the fruit. They've already fallen. Now they already know the difference between right and wrong. They've already lost the innocence. So that dispensation closed with Adam and Eve, right? They were the, they were the only two people in that whole dispensation. And they were the only two people, uh, to come out of that and go into the, to start the next dispensation, um, which is edemic and conscience. Conscience because now they have an understanding of right from wrong. Okay. So once they got kicked out of the garden, what was their responsibility? What were they supposed to do in order to be, quote, be saved? What was their, what was their, uh, commandment? What was their task? Anybody? Nobody knows what Adam and Eve were supposed to do after they got kicked out of the garden? Yep, that's one of them. Multiply. What else? They now know the difference between right and wrong, so what were they supposed to do? Do the right thing. Yep. I'll say righteousness. And uh, I think there's one other thing. What did I write down? Oh, yeah. What did God do after Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, uh, after he kicked them out of the garden? Here, open up to uh, Genesis chapter 3, probably. Um, we should probably use our Bibles this morning. It's always a good place to start. Genesis chapter 3, verse uh, 21 through 24. So verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. So what? where did the coats of skins come from? They came from some kind of an animal. Um, at this church we would say that, that is a lamb. Um, you can use some some different uh, cross-references to kind of figure that out. But uh, God made them coats of skins, meaning he had to kill something. Something had to die uh, in order for the blood of that, that sacrifice to, um, to cover them. Verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, ma- the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Okay, so uh, God instituted the concept of animal sacrifice, of blood sacrifice. So prior to that, there was no death in the garden, not of animals, not of people, not of anything. Okay, so when Adam and Eve sinned, God came and he killed an animal to give them the skins, right? And and he, I mean, the Bible doesn't clearly lay out that he told them, hey, this is what you're going to have to do to cover your sins from now on. But if you look in chapter 4, verse um, 3, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. So how do they go from the end of chapter 3 to the beginning of chapter 4? 
and they just know, Cain and Abel both knew, we're supposed to bring a blood sacrifice of an animal, right? Cain d- brings fruit of the ground, um, and then Abel brings the right sacrifice, the the uh, lamb. So the other the reason I was doing all that is to let you guys know. So God didn't actually record in the Bible for us that He told them or He taught them uh, what was required to cover their sins, but uh, we can. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We can not extrapolate, but we can. I don't know. We can figure out based on the context, huh? Deduce. Yeah, that's a Sherlock Holmes word for you. We can deduce, yes, that uh, he told them, right? He he gave them the example. I mean, Adam and Eve probably saw him kill this lamb to make the coats of skins for them. Uh, and then just a few verses later, we see that Cain and Abel both knew that they were supposed to offer a blood sacrifice to the Lord, uh, although Abel is the only one that, that did that. So... Um, so the the institution of blood sacrifice was part of this dispensation. All right, so who was, or what was the failure? What was the failure of um, this dispensation? I almost said generation. You can find it in Genesis chapter 6. We've talked about this particular verse a lot recently in VBS and in class a couple weeks ago. Genesis 6, the first, I think it's verse 5 and 6, or 4 and 5. Yeah, so they were supposed to multiply, which they did do. They were supposed to know, they knew the difference between right and wrong. They were supposed to do the right thing. Uh, They did not, okay? The entire world was filled with wickedness, so much so that God had to judge it. How did God judge it? Yes, the flood. Thank you, Bianca, for saying it quietly and Lucas for saying it louder. Uh, So who was the steward of this particular dispensation? It's called the Adamic, um, which is a little bit confusing because technically it's not Adam. It's not Noah. He's the next one. It's the sons of Adam. So Adam was alive during this time. Obviously, he lived 960 years or 950 or something like that. Uh, so he was alive for a lot of this, but uh, by the time the flood rolls around, we're almost 2,000 years into, you know, I mean, from the time of Adam. So Adam was only alive for about half of this one. Uh, so the sons of Adam, so the descendants of Adam were the stewards of this particular dispensation. And so, um, so the way that man would be, quote, saved in this time period was that they just had to do the right thing. They had to, um, you know, offer the blood sacrifices you know, um, they they understood the difference between right and wrong, uh, and that's what they had to do. That was they had to put their faith in the fact that the blood sacrifices would be enough. The blood sacrifice that God had showed Adam and Eve back in the garden, uh, the one that Cain and Abel were not able, or that Cain was not able to um, fulfill. So they would they just had to do. I mean, it's pretty simple, but yet. Every time, I mean, all these dispensations are simple. Our dispensation is probably the simplest. Just put your faith in what Jesus Christ did. Say a prayer one time. And, I mean, ideally you live for the Lord after that. But you're going to be saved and you can't lose it if you just do that one thing. Uh, That's about as simple as it gets. But uh, we see mankind failing uh, every single time. So no matter what the responsibility is, 
there's always a failure, including our uh, dispensation that we're in, which we'll get to next week. Uh, all right, so the third dispensation is the Noahic. But you can't guess who the steward of the Noahic covenant is. Also called human government. All right, what was the responsibility in this one? You can go to Genesis chapter 8 if you want some help. So, the last one ended with a judgment of the flood. Okay, so after the flood, we're back down to eight people, right? And all the animals, but eight human beings left on earth. Noah, his wife, his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their three wives. Okay, so we're down to eight people left. Chapter 8, verse uh, 15 And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of creeping thing, sorry, of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds, went forth of the ark. And then uh, look at verse uh, chapter 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Okay, so that's another uh, same command they've really had the first three times. Um, and the, verse 2, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the earth, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. Uh, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Uh, and surely your blood and your... The, sorry, and surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. <clears throat> and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood by man, shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And you be, be ye fruitful and multiply, multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. All right, we'll stop there. You can keep reading if you want to. But... Um, but their responsibility was this, basically uh, the same. They were supposed to multiply and replenish the earth. And uh, there's an implication when you're replenishing the earth uh, to like scatter, to spread uh, across the earth. They're not supposed to just stay all centralized. Uh, and you find that out in chapter 11 verse um, verse 1 and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech that makes sense right they all came from Adam or from Noah I mean and uh, so they all probably spoke the same language and it does say that they did speak the same language here verse 2 and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there and they said one to another go let us make brick and burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. 
and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Okay, so uh, their they were their desire was to build this tower that could reach to heaven, uh, and they were worried that they would be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth, which is what God told them to do: multiply and replenish the earth, right? Not replenish this one area or this one city. Um, they were supposed to replenish the earth. They were supposed to spread out. Uh, and they decided, we're going to build this tower. Uh, that way we can all stay together, lest we uh, scatter upon the face of the whole earth. Okay, so their uh, their failure was not scattering. Uh, yeah. And ultimately building the Tower of Babel. Tower, not towel. What was the judgment of that? How did God judge the uh, building of the Tower of Babel and the n- yeah, and the not following the scattering scattering thing? Yeah, He confounded the languages. So, at this point, all they had to do in this dispensation, they had to trust the Word of God. God said, multiply and replenish the earth. That that was it. Okay, Physically. Just physically have children, spread out, replenish the earth, repopulate. And they could not do that. They did not scatter. Instead, they said, well, hey, let's just... Let's get us, a, let's get ourselves away to heaven. We don't want to do the way that God said, which was uh, to multiply and replenish. Let's just skip that. We'll build a tower and get ourselves there. And God said, "Okay, you guys are all of the same language right now. It's really easy for you to, you know, communicate and work together. How about if I just make all your languages different, and uh, then you're going to be forced to spread out, which ultimately is what happened. <clears throat> uh, so the steward of this one was Noah." kind of alluded to that earlier. I forgot I hadn't written it down. So, uh, look at uh, chapter... Yeah, look at uh, Genesis 11, verse 5. It says, And the Lord came down to the, to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down... And there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord gather, or sorry, scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. So each different uh, dispensation, you can see... The command that they were given, all they had to do, this, God's saying, this is how I want to see you be saved again, not saved like us, but this is how I want you guys to live. Do this thing and like you'll be spared judgment. This is, the, this is my commandment for you at this time. And uh, each time it's pretty easy, but there's always a failure and with the failure comes judgment. Um, and there's a steward that's like kind of responsible for for this, and so um, there's a total of seven dispensations that we're going to look at. 
uh, over the course of time. But each one of these, if Adam and Eve just would have not eaten of the fruit, uh, everyone would have stayed in the garden. If during this edemic uh, conscious one, if they just would have done the blood sacrifices, if they just would have uh, been fruitful and multiplied and replenished the earth, if they just would have been able to do that, uh, you know, God would have left them. You know, there would have been no judgment. There would have been no flood, right? But they got to that point, just like they got to the point of Adam and Eve eating the fruit. Uh, there had to be a judgment. If, if during the Noahic time, if they just would have spread out and replenished the earth like they were told to do, uh, then God would not have had to intervene with the judgment. And so while God is changing the way that he's dealing with man, he's changing uh, the, the way he's dispensing his grace, the, the result is the same. What God wants is a relationship with man, always. So even when man fails, you know, don't eat of the fruit, they eat of the fruit. Okay, listen, I still want to have a relationship with man. So how about this? How about your sons? Just make sure that, tell them about these sacrifices that I've told you, or maybe God told them himself. It's not recorded for us, but uh, just do the sacrifices. Just now you know the difference between right and wrong. Just do right. Okay? It's like a parent to a kid. You know, the, you know what's right and wrong. Just do the right thing. Um, you know, God still wants to have that relationship with them, and they don't. They fail. Cain kills his brother. You know, it's a problem from the beginning. And by the, by the end of that dispensation, the whole world uh, is wicked. And, you know, the thoughts of their heart is only evil continually. And so uh, there's a failure. So then God's like, okay, listen, we're just going to start all over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe everyone out with a flood except Noah and your family. You guys are going to be the ones. You guys are, are pure in your generations. I'm going to bring you guys to the other side of the flood, and we're just going to start all over. And this time, I'm going to make it uh, easy again. I want to have a relationship with you, Noah. I want to have a relationship with your kids. I want to have a relationship with your grandkids. All you guys got to do, multiply and replenish the earth. That's it. Do that, please. I want to have a relationship with you. And mankind says, uh, we're actually just going to build a tower. God, we're going to have a relationship with you on our terms. We're going to do things the way that we want to do them. Uh, we're not going to put our faith in what you said, which is uh, multiply and replenish the earth. We're going to put our faith in our ability to build a tower to reach you on our own, uh, which mankind still does that to this day, right? God, is, God tells us so many times in the Bible, just put your faith in what Jesus Christ did, ask him to be your savior, and he will. And man's like, no, 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 I think we're going to do these works. I think we're going to, you got to be baptized, otherwise you're not saved. You got to do this, you got to jump through this hoop, you got to confess your sins to this priest, you got to, you know, pay these... Uh, what do they call those? What do the Catholics call their... Uh, not penance, no. Uh, what are the things that they pay? I'm blanking on it. Anyways, they can pay their way into heaven. Right? Like if your relative dies, they can they go to uh, purgatory and then you can pay money to the church. I can't remember what that thing is called. Uh, but they can pay money to the church to get their relative out of purgatory and get them into heaven. Okay, It's just a way for the church to... You know, take people's money. Uh, but there's always these works. Mankind is like, no, 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 no. God, God made it easy. That sounds too easy. It cannot just be that simple. There's probably some other way. Let's make our own way to heaven, right? They were doing that way back then. I mean, even Adam and Eve, when when the serpent comes and says, "Yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of all the trees." You know, he just he knows that if in the day that you eat thereof, you're going to be like him. And they're like, hey, that's that sounds better than the way that God said it. We do want to be like God. 
and then that's what caused them to fall. So man is always looking for um, a way around. So God has set up a, a pro, up a process throughout the Bible in different in different dispensations. Here's the process that I want to have a relationship with you. Uh, this is what I promise you. If you do this thing, we can be you know we can have a relationship. If you don't do this thing, then there's going to be judgment. And uh, every time mankind fails. And so um, with all of these different dispensations, with the exception of ours that we're in now, um, they can lose their salvation. Right. I mean, if you live, if you were Adam and Eve, I don't know how long they lived in the garden. The Bible doesn't say how long they lived in the garden before they sinned. My personal opinion is it wasn't very long, uh, you know, days or weeks, probably months, maybe, but not years and years and years. But let's say they lived there 50 years and they didn't eat of that fruit that whole time. And then one day after 50 years of living the right way and doing it, doing what God had said, 50 years later, it's like, hey, let's eat of this. Let's eat of this fruit. OK, now, well, now they lost not their salvation in the way that we think of it, but they lost the relationship, the connection with God. Things changed for them. Right. Uh, in the in the uh, Adamic conscience, when that one lasted roughly 2000 years okay, in that time period, you could live your whole life righteously. And, and then at the end of your life, you could be like Cain. You could kill your brother. You could do something uh, that would cause you to lose it. Right. Uh, all these different dispensations, you could lose that relationship with the Lord. We we don't have that. We cannot lose uh, our salvation. So it's just it's a it's a unique. Every dispensation is a little bit unique in the way that God dispenses His grace to man. And uh, there's always though these four things. There's always a responsibility. There's always a failure. There's always a judgment that results from that failure. Uh, and there's always a steward of uh, of that dispensation. So. Uh, there's four more. We'll get into those. Hopefully we can get through four next week. Um, yeah, I do have a chart for you guys. I'll give you next week that has all of them on it. So if you're taking notes, you can use the chart to help you with your notes or to match up with your notes. But does anybody have any questions about the first three things we talked about? No. Does that make sense? Hopefully it helps you guys when you read the Bible. I mean, I think most of you guys probably know that people in the Old Testament did not get saved the way that we get saved. I think most of you guys probably know that. But uh, I think it is helpful to know that while things change, while, while the way that God deals with man changes over time, uh, the salvation is still the same. You still have to put your faith in what God says. We put our faith in God's written word. Uh, most of the Old Testament, they put their faith in God's spoken word. You know, God tells man to do this. And then they have to put their faith in, do I believe what God said and am I going to do that? And uh, and so hopefully it helps you guys to see, you know, kind of a big picture overview of, of how the Bible is laid out. Um, you guys know these different people and you know, uh, a lot of you guys know these different uh, responsibilities that even that they had and the result of the, um, the failure of their responsibilities. But um, hopefully like laying it out this way will help give you guys a little bit of a um, better understanding of it. Huh? Oh, no, the word that I was trying to think of. I still cannot remember what that word is. Is it in... Mm, that might be right. Huh? Okay. Indulgences. There you go. Brianna, cut and paste the word indulgences back into that other section. She's not going to do that. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just cut that out. 
<laughs> it's clearly been edited. Yeah, Brianna has to listen to all of these. She hasn't listened to the whole thing of every class, but on Monday mornings she goes through and listens to them. So every time she starts playing mine, I'm like, I hate the sound of my own voice. You know, how, like you listen to your own voice on recording and you sound so weird. Yeah, I mean, you guys hear me all the time. You know what I sound like, but and I know what I sound like in my own head. But on the recording, it just sounds way worse. So I don't listen to them, thank goodness. But Brianna usually plays them loud enough that I have to overhear them. So, yeah. All right, let's pray. We're going to be done a few minutes early. Dear Lord God, thank you for uh, this morning. God, thank you for this uh, study on the rules of Bible study. And just thank you for this time to talk about dispensations. And God, just thank you for um, putting us in this this church age dispensation, God, where um, God, it, it it's just so easy, God. We we uh, take it for granted how easy it is, God. You you desire to have a relationship with us, and you've you've set it up, God, that we just have to put our faith and trust in your Son, and um, God, then we're saved for eternity. Uh, we can't lose it, God. And uh, we do know, God, though, that there is a judgment coming for our dispensation, God. There is a a time coming where uh, this open invitation to anyone who can who wants to be saved can be saved, God. We know that that's coming to an end. Uh, at some point, God, probably fairly soon. And so I just, I pray, God, that um, if anybody in this room or anybody, God, that's attending this church this morning, God, just when they, uh, if they don't know you as their Savior, God, that as they uh, hear your word taught and hear your word preached this morning, God, that uh, they would take advantage of the gift that you're offering, God, because we don't know when that window is closing, but uh, someday soon, God, it will close and uh, the judgment will come. And God, we don't want anybody to be left out. Uh, of the the gift of eternal life that you offer. So, God, I just I thank you and praise you for it. I thank you for allowing us to have this time together. Uh, God, just go out with us this week and just give us a good week and spending time with you. And just ask all this in your name. Amen.